You're listening to episode 001. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Everybody, welcome to our first show. This is our first one. I'm, I'm really excited about it. You are? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. We're <laughs> we're coming to you live. Just kidding. Podcasts are never live. No. No. But we're coming to you from our closet. We're it, uh, <laughs> actually in our closet. <laughs> we're acoustics. We're coming out of the closet, baby. <laughs> no, the, we're actually, let's call it Smith Studios. Smith Studios. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Sounds very prestigious, doesn't it? It's, yeah. So, Junkie has just let me tell you what where we really are right now is we're in Mr. Smith's office slash closet, which actually is a, originally a closet in our home. So, of course, I took the actual bedroom for my office, and of course you did. And he gets the closet for his, you know, it's my man closet. Well, I needed I needed Joy Junkie headquarters to be. I mean, I couldn't have Joy Junkie headquarters to be in a closet. No, absolutely. No, I, I'm glad. I, I like it in here. Actually, yeah, it's a little man cave. Yeah, but for for the Joy Junkie show, it's going to be Smith Studios. Better acoustics. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so I'm really excited because I feel like uh, my community knows you as Mr. Smith. Yeah. You know, and they hear me talk about our relationship all the time, and I talk mm-hmm. all the time about how you're my my muse, and how a lot of my work is you know, based on a true story, which is ours. And so I'm just excited for them to, to hear your perspective and your point of view. And, um, that I'm actually a living thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it's, it, of course, like, don't get it twisted. This is my show. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, I sure wouldn't want to get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, don't get it twisted. So, okay, that that's another thing, too, that you guys should know is, and you may have seen this, I've been writing about it lately, I have been doing theater and getting involved in, in theater quite a bit lately. So here's the fucking funny part, is that this, the, I'm in a show right now, and the role that I'm playing is a... I guess I'm kind of like a wannabe gangster rapper, gun-toting, foul-mouthed, like, <laughs> rapper. And so it's funny because as we're hanging out and stuff, I'm my inclination is to be like, what up, homie? Yeah, faux shiz. Because I've been doing that in rehearsal all the time. Yeah, it's quite annoying, actually. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I'm it... like, will you talk like a human, please? So, and and that's another thing. I would, We were talking about this last night. I was getting nervous for... Uh, doing the podcast together because Mr. Smith doesn't particularly like my, what he calls my coaching voice, like when I'm teaching or educating or doing a video blog. So I'm like, shit, when we do the podcast, are you going to be sitting over there just totally irritated? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. I think if you just talk in a normal voice in general, you're fine. Yeah. But but I get worked up. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I don't mind it. You put way too much effort in that. I do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So, so how are you feeling? Are you excited to talk to the junkies? I am. I am. I'm, uh, I'm a little nervous. You are? Yeah. Just a little. It's weird. Because it's just me and you sitting in a fucking closet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm still a little nervous. Don't be. Yeah. Don't be. Thanks. They're going to love you. Thanks for accepting me, people. Yes. It's all about cultivating self-love. That's that's really what it's about. Yeah. Right. So we're going to talk... I'm self-loving myself right now. Oh, oh, oh. hey <laughs> So we're, we're really excited to bring you our very first episode. And uh, today's topic that we're going to be discussing is... Probably some mistakes that you don't realize that you're making in regards to uh, getting your needs met or even being what your partner needs. Um, And this is actually, we came up with this last night while we were at dinner because we realized that there are specific needs that I have that the recent one being around needing to get my words out. Okay, so this is what Mr. Smith always says. You've got a specific amount of words that you need to get out in any given day. So if you haven't gotten them out during the day, which a lot of times I haven't because I work from home and I'm, you know, behind my computer oftentimes or, you know, just have a handful of clients. I'm not speaking a lot. So by the time he gets home, I'm like, and then this happened and then this happened at rehearsal and then here's what's going on my work and the podcast and and you kind of realized that that's a need that I have. It's not even a conversation. It's just you need to speak. I just need, yeah, tell them what you were telling me last night. Like I don't remember exactly. Um, it was way too adult of a conversation, though. It was. We were, we were ridiculously <laughs> mature, weren't we? Um, but, you know, so, but, so today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you can do to tie up some of the loose ends in your communication to actually be what your partner needs and to get your needs met. Because I think a lot of times we go about it in a completely wrong way. So this kind of situation for us, uh, you kind of realize like, wow, this is something she needs to get out. And it's a really interesting thing that happens because I do this like big verbal dump, like where I just get everything out from my day. And it's usually rapid fire, rapid pace. And I do this to my own coach too. I I very rarely have a specific topic when I talk to her. I just am like, I just need to talk. Because I I (laughs) tend to process audibly. I think you're, I think it's normal for, you know, generally speaking, I think it's normal, generally speaking, for women to be that way. Yeah. And men aren't necessarily that vocal right right so it's up to us as men to kind of understand that it's a need that you have to get out those words and not shut down just be there to kind of listen and hear right Right. and not necessarily go oh there she goes talking again and you know we have a tendency to zone out right so i let you get your words out and then after you kind of get that word vomit done (laughs) (laughs) then we can start conversating then it's about you know a give and take in the conversation yeah in the beginning i've just kind of figured out that and i don't know if this is true for other people but it's true in ours that you know if you can get that out then we can start talking as a couple and not just as you getting your stuff out 
Right. You know, and you two know, different things. And I will say too, like that took us a while to figure that shit out. Yeah, that's true. You know, because <clears> there, I think there was a lot of times where you're like, whoa, too much. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I can't take it. But then I think one of the big pieces is that we started talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you actually said, I think that you have a specific amount of words you have to get out each day. And so, and then that kind of broached the conversation about it. Right. And so that's one of the other things is that I think we just, instead of addressing what's happening, a lot of people just, like you said, shut down. They ignore their partner. Then the partner feels ignored. Instead of going, here's what, you know, really having the cognizance to say, here's what's happening. Right. I have this need to get all this shit out. If you could just hang in with me for just maybe 10, 15 minutes, it's not even that long. No, it's not. Then we'll get through it. And so, and one of the other things that we've used from the beginning is we've used a little concept that we call, who does it mean more to? And so if we're looking at a specific situation like that, for instance, where it might be a little annoying for you to have to listen to me just purge all these words out and get, tell you about my day and everything that's going on. Um, but it means like, if we look at that situation, it means so much to me to be able to have that time and just pff, it, spill it out. Right. And I have been a lot better lately about saying, you know, asking you how your day was and saying like, is it, are you okay with me just right, spilling? Right. I think that that's something that really helps is it's not even really asking for permission. It's just like, is he in a place to really receive that? You know, am I in a place like, you know, what am I, what was my day like? Maybe I'm not ready to, to have you talk for 15 minutes. Right. You know? So I say, you know what? Give me a few minutes. Let me go kind of unwind a little bit and then we'll grab get- some whiskey. Yeah, right. Usually, and that's one of his needs. Like, he typically tends to need a little unwind time. And so I've gotten used to kind of saying, do you you need some space before I come and do my word vomit? Right. Right. Um, And, but that's one of the other things that I think is really crucial is you speak up and you say things like, I... I don't know if I'm ready to take all this on right now. Right. Like you actually use your words. <laughs> but here's the, here's the point that I'm kind of thinking about as we talk about this is when you don't, when you don't let those words get out and, or you let the words get out and you just tune the other person out, then it comes back on you as a man or as the, yeah. or as the listener of, you know what? I told you this three times before. Right. How come you don't remember? Right. Right. And it's like, well, because I tuned out, I wasn't listening. I was just letting you vomit. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So that's important for people to know that if you're just going to word vomit and kind of get that purge of words out, that you come back and and touch on it again and say, this is something for you to remember. Right. And ma- because if there's all these different things, it's going to be hard for us to remember all of the things that you've said. Right. Especially right. And then it's going to come back on the man and be like, well, why don't you remember that? You're not listening. Right, right. Right. Well, yeah, and that's that's a great point. And I there's um there's a couple of things that that you brought up that I definitely want to talk about. And one of those is that I think it's really truly important if you're expressing your needs particular like that's just an example. Like what what I need in that moment 
is to get my words out. I, I'm not necessarily needing you to remember everything uh, right. that's going on, right. right? Now, let's say, though, that you are wanting to express something to your spouse about a need that you want met, and you need them to remember, and you need them to hear you. So here's the problem that that usually happens. People get all fired up and they decide like, okay, and maybe it's after a coaching session or therapy or they hear something. They're like, okay, I'm going to tell my partner I want more romance or I really need to be supported more in my career. Or you get, you start getting all empowered that you're going to tell them what you need. So you're all riled up and you just go and decide you're going to throw all that information on them, whether they're ready to hear you or not. So one of the things that I always suggest is if you if you have a need you want met, we all want the exact same thing. We want to be heard and we want something to change. We want there to be some sort of implementation, right? So the best way to do that is to be sure that it's not falling on deaf ears. Because just as much as you need that need met, they need theirs too. You know, your time, energy, and effort is just as important as theirs. So treat them that way. So if, this is what I always say. Ask your partner when they would be able to hear what you have to say. So for instance, I've learned um, over the course of our, you know, near 16 years together that if I've got something I want to express to you, I'll be goddamned if I do it while you're either like on the computer, watching TV, involved in a sports game. Like I know that your capability to hear me, your time is being occupied with something else, which is totally fine, valid, and okay. So just because I get a bug up my ass about something I want to rectify in our relationship doesn't mean it's fair for me to just throw it on you if you're not in that space. So that's what I would highly suggest to everybody is if you've got that thing, Ask your partner when they can discuss that thing um, and and really be willing for it to be a different time frame than what you've got, yeah, you know, and say what you need, like you know i've got to, I've really got something I want to talk to you about. I totally know you're busy i really I kind of feel like it's urgent is there could we talk about it sometime tonight, or if it's not urgent, you know. Do you have time to grab dinner tomorrow, this week, so, you know, whatever. Um, but Just don't say those four words. We need to talk. Don't say it that way. Don't say that? No. When, you, when women say we need to talk, it's never good. Well, and so, sometimes <laughs> if I say that, I go, but it's not dramatic. I'm not right. trying to, you know, like I kind of have to sit because it has that connotation, right? Right, right. exactly. But, that, <clears throat> you know, that's another point. Like we, a lot of times we'll talk about... Um, our communication system and we'll have little words that are cues like you know um like we have one around if we say to each other hey can i ask you to work on something for me that's a specific phrase that gets the other person's ears to kind of perk up because we know it's something that matters and we've created that but well a future podcast on that there you go future podcast on that <clears throat> um so yeah watch yourself really watch are you are you really setting your partner up for success? Are you in a place where you are giving them every possible tool that you can for them to actually be what you need? Because most of the time we don't. Most of the time we're screaming, we're yelling, we're being passive aggressive. We're not thinking about if they're ready to hear us. We're not thinking about what they might need at the moment. 
we're in a total ego place and that's not collaborative. Yeah. So and another thing around needs that I think is really fascinating, I've been seeing this a lot lately too, is assuming that you know what your partner needs. Oh, yeah. That's a big one, man. Yeah, that's a big one. <clears throat> so like, let's, in, in fact, we had a similar situation to this where uh, you were struggling with fitness you know, and like figuring out like what program was going to work for you, how you were motivated the best, all that stuff, right? You were going through your own thing, figuring out your own fitness regime. And um, I felt like, okay, I know what he needs. He needs a bunch of suggestions, <laughs> right? Right. So, it, and it comes from a great place, right? It comes from a, I love you so much. I want to be what you need. So what do I do? I think I know what he needs. He needs suggestions. So, hey, babe, I tried out this fitness thing. Maybe you should try it. Hey, I tried this video. I think it would you would try it. Blah, 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 blah. But how did you feel? Uh, I just, I felt like, man, she really wants me to work out. And you were irritated I, with I me. I was irritated, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm figuring it out. Yeah, like, let me do it. Yeah. And so the piece that was missing there... And this is what I think is missing in a lot of relationships is failing to ask your partner what they need to feel supported mm. instead of just doing Assuming. What, what you think, right? right? Like if they're unhappy in their career and you come home with all these brochures for different schools and you're like, here, check this out or, or oh, you know, they're hiring over here and da 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 even though you're your intention might be totally one of support and kindness. It doesn't always mean that that's how it's landing. Yeah. But I think another important piece of that is, you know, when you ask, how can I support you? Don't expect an answer right away. Sometimes hmm. people don't know what they need to be supported. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, and this is something that's really important though, is just to get in dialogue about it. Yeah. Just yeah. to start conversing about it. Because what was clear in that moment though, what you, what you knew for sure was you did not need me to suggest. Right. You did not need me to hold you accountable. You didn't want me, you know, bringing up all these fitness programs for you to try out. So that part was already clear. Right. So, um, but we would have never figured that out if we didn't have a fucking conversation about it. Right. Exactly. So don't assume that you know what your partner needs. And so if you have a situation right now where your partner is struggling with any particular issue, whether it's fitness, their job, their spirituality, their weight, uh, having a child, anything like that where they're struggling, do yourself a massive favor and just ask them, what do you need from me around this? How would you best feel supported? Do you need me to let you have your process and just not bring it up, bring it up for a couple weeks, you know? Uh, so yeah, that's one of the biggest, biggest things. So another thing about kind of expressing your needs to your partner, um, this is a great way to check this out. Okay. Cause I see people all the time who tell me, Amy, I have told my husband that I need this. I have said what I needed. But there's a ton of pieces that are completely missing. First of all, the biggest piece that I see missing is usually that people don't express the severity of the need. So they'll say things like, 
you know, I really, really would like more romance. I would like to go on a date once a week, or um, I think we need to do something about our sex life and maybe spice things up or, you know, whatever. But they don't say, if we don't work on this, it will be the demise of us. Or this is such a big issue to me. I need you to understand that this could be a deal breaker. Or I don't see us lasting 10 more years if we don't rectify this. Most people just think, well, let me just get it out and that's enough. It's not. You need to express how severe it is. What a big enough deal it is in your relationship. Um, another thing is that they will use, people will usually be way more articulate and expressive about their needs to their therapist, to their coach, to their best friends, to their parents than they are to their actual spouse. So I always say, check in with yourself. If your community, you know, meaning all those people, know more about your desires inside of your relationship than your partner does, then that is on you, my friend. It's not enough to just try to talk about it. You need to be extremely clear. You need to be just as articulate with your partner as you are bitching about it behind their back. And please, if it really is something that you care about so deeply, don't talk about it when you're furious, when you're pissed, when you're super angry. Um, Or when you're talking about something else. You know what I mean? Like if you get heated, if you get heated about um, whatever the subject is, and then you bring the subject that you really are upset about in. Oh, you mean like if it's if it's really not about what you're talking about. Right. But then you're like, and what you also do and what I really need is blah, 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 blah. And if you don't do that, then it's serious. Right. Like you don't bring it up in that heated moment. You bring it up like we were saying earlier about when do you have a minute to talk about something? Yeah. And I always say the only time to communicate is in a very calm, tranquil space. Like when you can really express yourself articulately. But we usually don't do that because we it's when we notice that a bill wasn't paid that we thought was going to get paid. Or when there's, you know, shoes being left out that you after you just cleaned the house. We're triggered and then our instinct is to just what the fuck? Why didn't you do that? And it's just plain old ineffective. Because what is the other person here? Just somebody batshit crazy screaming at them. And that never, ever makes them go, you know what? I can't wait to be what you need. Right. It makes them go, what, the, what, what do I need to say to get this crazy person to shut the fuck up so that I can get out of here? And, or it puts them on, on the defensive. Right automatically right so you're not accomplishing anything that's very true that's very true so so then it becomes retali- uh like big retaliation and then it becomes about well well what what you do is this and then blah, 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 and then all of a sudden you've gotten yourself into this volatile exchange where nobody is being heard they're only being putting walls up And nobody gets what they need. Uh, And nobody gets what they need. Right. Right. So one of the things that you can do in those situations is, first of all, acknowledge that you're pissed. Okay? You notice the bill wasn't paid. You notice that the shoes are left out. You know, Whatever it is that you're frustrated with your partner about, give yourself the space to be pissed. 
get really angry, whatever, but do it alone. Don't take it out on them. And then look a little bit deeper and go, what is this really about? It's not really about the shoes. It's probably about feeling respected or feeling like they care about your effort that you put in the house. Um, If it's, you know, whatever, it might be about honesty. It might be about something deeper. So after you've given yourself that time to kind of chill out, calm down a little bit, then you can express it from a place of, here's what I noticed. Here's what, why this bothered me so much. Um, and, and this is what I would love to ask for, uh, from you. And are you okay with that? Like, can we converse about that? Anger is a tough one because we feel that energy so intensely that we want to get it out right then, you know, but I'm telling you, don't do it (laughs) to your spouse. It's not setting them up to give you what you need at all. And the other thing that you can ask yourself, this is one of the best questions that you can ask yourself is, if I was on the receiving end of me, how would I respond to me? If you were in their shoes, how would you respond to you? That's going to be a very clear indication of if you are setting them up for success or not. Absolutely. And that's like, that's the kind of shit we just don't think about because we just act off of an, off of emotion. Well, something that I tell like <clears throat> people that I hire or people that I work with, um, you know, is don't come to me with just a problem. Come to me with a solution. So if you feel like, you know, this is a problem and you just express the problem and you don't give any kind of consultation on what can be done differently, then we don't really, the other person really doesn't know where to take that. Right. They might be able to, but a lot of times they don't. Right. So if you, if you come at them like our sex life sucks, um, I need you to work on being more uh, attracted to me or whatever it is. Or initiating more. Or... Right. If if you if you uh, give a little bit more about what initiation means to you. Or here's, would you be up for right. this? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that's another, that's a really interesting point of view. Because I think um, when you don't f- come from a collaborative place... All you have are your own ideas. So I'll give you an example. Um, A lot of times if couples are having trouble, they, you know, one partner will think, okay, what we need is therapy. So they'll go to their spouse and they won't be in a calm, tranquil place. They'll speak from anger. They'll be passive aggressive. They'll throw jabs and they'll say, we need to get therapy. And they won't come from a what do you, what are some of our options? What would you be willing to do? What would you be comfortable with? So then what happens? You're in that volatile conversation again. You've got one person saying, here's what we need. We, we need to go to therapy. The other person going, fuck therapy. I don't want to do therapy. They're all, that might not be their method. But if you don't, if you come from just that space, if here's the only option and I need you to do this, you lose all collaboration and then you make up like, oh, well, my partner doesn't want to go to therapy. They don't give a shit about our relationship. Right. Maybe they had a bad experience with therapy or something, you know? Exactly. But if you came from a place like, 
let's say a completely different scenario where you said, hey, babe, I've got something that I, I really, really want to run by you. Um, when can you talk about it? Again, making sure they're available to hear you, talking in really a tranquil place and saying, here's the things that I've noticed that that have been kind of a struggle for us. And and I really think we we might need to start thinking of some additional options. I've thought of therapy. What are your thoughts? And if it, you know, and being really truly open if that if they don't want that. Like if they are just like, you know what? I had to do therapy when my parents got divorced when I was little. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Okay, well, maybe we could research online courses or what would you think about reading a book together? Um what would you, you know? Or try one session. Look, let's just go to one session. Maybe this person's different than what you experienced or, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> you know, again, it's like uh, like the fitness thing. Like if I would have been like, okay, I know, what, I know what he needs. Here's all these suggestions, you know, instead of asking you like, well, collaboratively, what do you need from me? Right. You know? Right. Um. And, you know, I will preface this, too, that I guess it's not a preface now that we're this far into the game, but <laughs> we have mastered this shit over years and years and years of talking about it. And and then for me, creating it as a practice, like actually articulating it so I can teach it to others. So know that this wasn't always like second nature and things have always been flawless. There's been... There's been screaming, yelling, there's been going to bed angry, there's been, you know, lessons that have taught us. And But that's the thing. If you keep approaching things in the exact same way and you expect a different result, then you're just crazy. Like, you have to try a different method, a new way of talking to each other. Um, and if you've been yelling at your partner and you haven't got your needs met, yelling at them more isn't going to get your needs met. Right. You, exactly. Exactly. So keep in mind, what we all want is the same thing. Like I said before, we just want to be heard. So are you putting your partner in a place where they can really support you and be what you need? You know, another thing that I think really warrants um, mentioning here, and in in therapy, a lot of the times they say like, what? They say something like, instead of always saying you, 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 and like accusational and um, like, in my opinion, sometimes it really is them. <laughs> so, but does that ever help us? Not really. Uh, so one of the things I always suggest is if you can start a conversation, especially if it's something that you have, uh, you know, kind of some anger or it's a little weirdness between you guys or it's not super smooth or easy. Start the conversation by owning your piece in the matter. And it and sometimes it's an apology, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm sorry, blah 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 for being awful or for being anything like that. Sometimes it can just be, you know what? I realize that I haven't been completely honest with you about how how much this bothers me. Or I I realize that I've been way more vocal to you know, my best friend about how much this bothers me. And I haven't, I haven't expressed that to you. And you know what? That's really unfair. And I'm sorry, you know? And so that's why I really want to chat with you. So it might not be, I fucked up. I did something wrong. It might be that you genuinely 
have a need you want them to meet for you, but maybe you can just start it. In, in psychology, they call it a soft start, soft startup, where you, you kind of broach it really uh, gently by owning your piece first. And sometimes the, that piece almost always, is just that you haven't been as clear, you haven't been as articulate, as honest, as forthright. So start with that. Just own it and bring that first. Because think about if you were on the receiving end, you're like, okay, I'm listening. Okay. That's a lot different than, you fucking forgot to pay this bill, already bill. You know, it's a, it's a lot different. Another question that you can just kind of check in and ask yourself is, if somebody were to hear our conversation Would they have any idea that we're in love? Would they have any idea that that this is the person that I love? Speak to your partner like there's somebody you love. Not like somebody you want to fucking jab their eyes out. You know, not. And if you're in that space, again, give yourself some time to cool down. Any thoughts on that, Mr. Smith? Um... You know, what keeps coming to my mind is politics. Like we look at Congress and the House and we think, are these children? You know, because they just bicker and fight and can't agree on anything. Yep. So all of us as Americans are looking at that going, these people, how are they going to get anything done? They can't get along. Right? Right. The same thing applies in a relationship. If you're not giving concession and meeting people where they are, then you're butting your heads against each other. And you never get anything and, uh, you done. Don't, you don't get anything done. So that's kind of the analogy that keeps popping in my head as you speak. Well, it's true. In fact, we were just, I got all worked up at dinner last night talking about politics. And and I I kept saying, like, you know, you, you we, even we see all this shit on Facebook even. And all it is is just, like, defaming each other and berating each other and saying like Republicans are this and Democrats are this and just really being foul to one another. Does that ever make the opposition go, you know what, let me, let me check out your, your thoughts on foreign policy. You know what, run that by me again about why you think family values don't include this particular type of marriage. No, we meet them with that same energy going, oh yeah, well fuck you then. Right. So great point. That's a great point, babe. So yeah, I think that that's about it for today. That's a wrap. All right. So uh, we're about to get our drink on with my brothers to this afternoon. So we're going to peace out. But uh, don't forget to visit thejoyjunkie.com and get some uh, free loot over there and hang out with us. Here's to loving and living your badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith signing out. Just kidding. See you next week. (laughs) Bye, guys.